to the $100 MBA show, the place to be to build a business of your dreams every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of Webinar Ninja, an independent software company I started with my co-founder back in 2014. And in today's lesson, you will learn ideas that you can steal from Apple. Yes, I've been a student of Apple for over a decade, studied Steve Jobs, read his biographies, Research their product development techniques, their marketing strategies, so you can have it on a silver platter in today's episode. These are brilliant ideas, tactics that you can use no matter how big or small your business is. I'm going to show you how Apple used these strategies and how you can do the same and apply it to your own marketing, sales, product, customer service teams immediately. In fact, I'll share with you how I applied a lot of these in my own business and share the results. Let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's do what the largest company in the world does so that we can get gains in our own business. Let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Today's episode is sponsored by NordPass Business. As a user of NordPass Business, I could tell you this is an indispensable tool in your business. Whether you're a manager, administrator, a decision maker of any kind in the business, one of the biggest headaches you have is managing accounts and logins and credit cards. Really, really sensitive information. Luckily, NordPass Business has got your back. It's the best tool when it comes to storing and accessing your online accounts from anywhere. Your team can make payments and purchases with your company credit card without delay. You can keep your sensitive information up to date and safe. And best of all, NordPass Business is giving you an incredible offer. Three free months. Sign up now to NordPass Business over at nordpass.com slash 100MBA and use code 100MBA. See NordPass Business in action now with their amazing three-month free trial. Go to nordpassbusiness.com slash 100MBA and use code 100MBA. I want to start by saying that Apple is not the perfect company. They have their flaws. They've made mistakes. They're not free and clear of all wrongdoing. Same goes with Steve Jobs and his legacy. But I'm not a fan of throwing out the baby out with the bathwater. I love to learn from people that have already done what I want to do, be successful in business. I don't need to agree with everything they do to learn from them. So let me share with you some ideas that Apple has done over the years that has helped them become the largest company in the world. I want to start with the most significant idea that Apple has always embarked on, has always implemented, has always subscribed to, and that's they always are looking for blue oceans. If you're not familiar with the blue ocean strategy, it's the idea that you shouldn't work or do business in markets that are highly, highly competitive, where there's no wiggle room for innovation, improvement, or advantage. Those are called red oceans because they're bloody. Blue oceans are places that are not crowded, are markets that are underserved, are audiences that are hungry. And throughout Apple's history, they've always innovated in blue oceans. They don't make things harder on themselves. Let me give you an example. Even at the start, the big behemoth computer company, IBM, led the market in computers. And the market they served was mostly corporations, big companies, offices. They had that market on lock. One market that they weren't particularly good at was the home consumer market, meaning people using the computer at home for their own needs, not businesses. This is where Apple thought, hey, these people are hungry for technology. No one's creating something for them. Their only option is to buy an IBM computer that's ugly, clunky, and not built for 
the personal use. And that's why they came out with the Apple One, and then followed by the Apple Two. And when it came to home computing, Apple was able to dominate because they didn't try to compete with the elephant in the room. They went into a blue ocean market. By the way, they've done this several times over, even with the same products like computers. About 15 years later, the PC market was dominating. Windows 95 was a hit, and most people, when they bought a computer, they thought about buying a Windows computer from IBM or Hewlett Packard or the other PC manufacturers. Yes, Apple was competing with their own computers, but then they went into the laptop game and launched the iBook, which is now the MacBook, and became. One of the best options when it comes to portable computing. They did it again when they wanted to go beyond computers and said, "Hey, you know what? These phones are pretty stupid. They don't really do much. They got these plasticky keyboards. There's no flexibility. We're going to go into this market that's underserved, that's not innovating. That if we went into it, we'd have a huge advantage given our technology and our design prowess and our marketing abilities." And then they invented, of course, the iPhone. Even before that, they got into music with the iPod. You get the point. They go into markets that are underserved and get a lot of leverage there. They get a head start. So think of your own business. Whatever your products or services are, how are you serving a niche market? Maybe maybe a market that doesn't get recognized. A lot of us don't want to niche down because we feel like, oh, we're kind of not allowing every kind of customer to buy our products or service. Well, just focus on one niche first, and then open up to other niches later on. The point here is that when you talk to one person, they feel like you are connecting with them directly. That this thing is built for them, just like this, the hundred dollar MBA. I built this podcast. I built this brand because. I know a lot of people that have gone through their careers. They've been working maybe for a decade, fifteen years, and then they want to make a transition. They want to start their own business, and they don't necessarily want to go back to business school or drop a hundred thousand dollars to learn about business. These are my people. I want to serve them. They're underserved, and I'm going to give them the fundamentals of business so they can grow and build that business without dropping a hundred grand or spending two years in university. The second idea that you can steal from Apple is competitive ads. They are masters at running competitive ads. Now, what are competitive ads? Well, basically, it's putting yourself head to head with your competitor or competitors. They don't shy away from competition. They know people are shopping around. They know they're comparing other products to their products. So they make it easier for the consumer to make a decision by making competitive ads. Even their famous 1984 commercial. Where they had a woman throwing a sledgehammer to a screen, defying authority, was a huge statement.、It、was saying, "Hey, we're not like those other companies, those other computer companies, those boring corporate companies. We're free spirits. We're creative. We're rebels. If you're like us, you'll love Apple." Or you can go back to the mid 2000s, where they really hit it right on the nose. Where they had "I'm a Mac" and "I'm a PC" ads. Where they had a young hip guy in jeans and a T-shirt saying, "Hey, I'm a Mac." I do fun stuff like videos and music and podcasts, and the PC is represented by a bundled-up, boring man in a suit saying, "I do spreadsheets and documents." And they would give examples like, "Hey, you really can't capture a family vacation on a spreadsheet." And there was a bit of banter and jokes there, but they weren't afraid to compare themselves to the competition to show people, "Hey, you want to buy us if you're like this." You can do the same in your own ads on Facebook, on your own videos that you create on your website, in your blog posts. Even it's all good, as long as you keep it light, above board, and respectful, and have fun with it. It should land really well. Third idea, huge. I absolutely love this one from Apple, and that's quality 
over everything. Apple's all about providing a high quality product or experience above anything else, above price, above speed, above quantity. They're all about, hey, if we deliver a product that exceeds their expectations that they absolutely love, they'll pay for it. A good example of Apple implementing quality over everything in the modern day is their new streaming service or fairly new streaming service, Apple TV+. Plus. Apple TV Plus is not like other streaming services. They only offer Apple TV originals, shows and movies that they produce themselves. And if you're a subscriber of the service, you know that there's not a lot of selection. It's not like Netflix or Amazon Prime, where there are hundreds, thousands of movies and videos to choose from, countless shows to binge on, almost too many, it's hard to choose. Apple is playing the long game. They're like, hey, we want a quality product. We want to create our shows ourselves and every show be amazing. For every movie they create, they want to make sure that it's the best possible movie that they can create. And it's paid off because because Apple has won over 275 awards for their TV shows and movies, including Emmys for their hit show, Ted Lasso, and won three Academy Awards in 2022. This is unprecedented for a streaming service, even compared to Netflix, the leader in streaming, which proves this quality thing is important. And they know because they don't have a huge library of movies and TV shows, they can't charge as much as the other streaming services. But it's okay. Again, they're playing the long game. They're going to build a library of quality content and be able to compete with price later on. And this is a message for all of us. How can you make your product better? How can you prove upon it? How can you make it the best in the market? And put aside features, options, and put aside all the different bells and whistles or the different types of products you can offer or being distracted by shiny objects that keep you away from just getting your product to a better place. Apple's been laser focused on making sure when they release a product, it's the best product possible so people will buy it regardless of the price. Hey, I'm a Mac user myself. I don't hesitate when it's time for me to get a new laptop. I buy a Mac. And listen, I'm not somebody who just throws caution at the wind and throws money down the drain. But really, price is not a factor. It's the best laptop I can get. My business runs on my laptop. I'm going to get the best. And that's Apple, in my opinion, of course. And that leads me to the next idea. Be the premium option. Somebody's got to be the most expensive option. Why not you? And in most cases, Apple is the most expensive option, whether it's when it comes to smartphones or smartwatches or wireless earphones or laptops or home computers or whatever it might be. It's usually the most expensive option. And Apple has been doing this for years. It's not something new. They've always been the most expensive option. And because of that, they have been able to grow. Why? Because their profit margins are much bigger than their competitors. They never discount their product. They don't cheapen it. In fact, they rarely offer a cheap version of a product. They do have the iPhone SE, but even compared to other smartphones, that version of the iPhone is not cheap. This allows them to have healthy profit margins, which will allow them to reinvest in the business and build better products, have better marketing, better sales programs, 
better everything, okay? It allows them to pay their employees well so they have peace of mind, so they work better. It allows them to build these incredible offices that makes it a great place to work. It allows them, allows them, allows them to do so much, okay? And this is why going premium is often the safer bet when it comes to building a business with a line of products. Think about it. When you see or hear about companies that go out of business, brands that you know and love that no longer exist, whether it's Radio Shack or Blockbuster, or even ones that are just not popular anymore, like Quiznos, these are not the premium options when it comes to whatever market they're in. They're the ones that try to basically give you the best value, so to speak, or even the cheapest option. The premium brands, the luxury brands that we know and love, they don't go out of business. That's why Mercedes has been around forever. This is why Louis Vuitton is not complaining about the economy. This is why Burberry and Breitling and Rolex, they're not complaining. They're doing all right because they have enough margins to weather the storms. Think about at least going premium for one of your products, one of your offerings, one of your courses or trainings. Charge more and see what happens. See it as an experiment. See it as your luxury line of your business and see how much easier it is to run that side of the business with profit margins that are healthy enough to not only sustain it, but allow it to grow it. Today's episode is sponsored by NordPass Business, one of my favorite tools in my tech stack to run my business. Why? Because it helps me sleep better at night. NordPass Business allows you to store and access your online accounts from anywhere. No more tracking down, guessing, or resetting passwords for your organization. What I love about this is that it encourages your team to do the right thing. Save account details securely, not on sticky notes and little notebooks. If you're a manager, an administrator, a leader of any kind in your organization, you need NordPass Business. One of my favorite features is that it allows your team to easily make payments with your company credit card. But more importantly, it's secure. That means my team doesn't have to bug me to do test purchases on our website or buy office supplies. Keep your business's sensitive information up to date and safe with NordPass Business. And best of all, they're giving you an incredibly generous offer. Three free months. With three free months of NordPass Business, you can get up and running, share it with your team, start sleeping better at night, all for free with their three-month free trial. Go ahead to nordpass.com slash 100MBA and use code 100MBA to make it happen. See NordPass Business in action now with a three-month free trial at nordpass.com slash 100MBA. Use code 100MBA. All right, here's my last idea that you can steal from Apple. Expected launches. Apple has been known for years, for decades, for its spectacular launches. And everybody knows that Apple launches once a year, at least in October, which is their main event, where they make all their announcements and show off their new products. They also have another event in the spring that's more software-related, but the one that everybody knows about is the one that they revealed the iPhone back in 2007, the fall event. Now, even though people are expecting this event, it's so powerful. People are pumped with expectations that this is going to be an amazing event where they're going to see some amazing products that they're going to want to buy. You can do the same in your business. Run a webinar, run even a live event to celebrate the launch of a new product or service or offering. Maybe schedule the same time every year so people are expecting it. Tell them to mark their calendars. Tell them to tune in, to register, to watch this event. Launch it with a big keynote and reveal have fun. Enjoy it. You only have one chance to launch a new thing, so you might as well go ahead and do it. 
Now, that's a little bit of a lie because, of course, that one thing can have several versions. Version 2, 3, and 4, just like the iPhone 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 2, whatever we're at now, 14. Point here is that manufacture buzz, create an atmosphere of excitement so people have another reason to pay attention to you, okay? To see you, to consider buying your products or services. What's great about this is that you can plan it in advance and you can really build up to it months in advance and get people excited to attend your reveal. I love watching this event from Apple every year because I learn a whole bunch of different marketing and sales techniques because they're the best in the game when it comes to these launches. Well, there you have it, guys. Let me recap the ideas that you can steal from Apple. Number one, work in a blue ocean. Number two, competitive ads. Number three, quality over everything. Number four, be the premium option. And number five, expected launches. Thanks so much for listening to The $100 MBA Show. If you love this podcast and want to show us some love, share it. Go ahead and share it on social and let your friends and family know that you love The $100 MBA Show podcast. Send them over to 100mba.net so they can subscribe and listen as well. Thank you in advance for doing that for us and spreading the show far and wide. Before I go, I want to leave you with this. Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues. Whenever anybody or anything is successful, Take a look around. How did that become successful? Reverse engineer it. See how you can take those aspects, those ideas, and apply it to your own business. You don't need to come up with all the ideas yourself. They're all around us. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll check you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then. Take care. Take care.